0: This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com.
1: Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer.
2: Yeah, what's wrong with the beer
1: we got? It. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt.
0: And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting on location today at Apotheos Roastery in Kennesaw, Georgia. This week we're going to be talking coffee and beer and probably some about coffee beers. So I am Tim Dennis and with me as always is my good friend and co-host. Brian Hewitt.
3: I've never been more excited, Tim. How you I know, going? right. So joining us today, we have Adam Silverberg, the owner of Apotheos Roastery. We've got Dale Hughes coming up. He's the CEO of Everyday People Group. We've got Jason White, the roaster for Apotheos Roastery. And like you said, we're going to talk about coffee and coffee beers, and those are two of my very favorite. things. I knew things. Brian has yeah. been
0: wanting this show forever. Adam, thank you. You've made yeah. Brian's dreams come true. I, you have. It's it's uh it's your
4: morning beverage and your evening beverage all at once. That's course. right. Mm-hmm. That's it's an all day be, beverage yeah. for me. Yeah.
0: yeah Then when you add it to I mean, it's just 24-7 you can have coffee in your life. Absolutely. An right. IV
3: dripping while I sleep. I got a CPAP that in the reservoir there's coffee in there. Coffee, beer sometimes. You're just gonna yeah. start chewing the Instead. beans
4: whole soon. It's right. I mean, right? you the next step, right?
0: You mean you don't already? <laughs> I mean, that's well, they do sell them as candy, a dark chocolate covered espresso beans. <laughs> Sounds yeah, delicious. Good to go, man. They yeah, are good yeah, delicious. To go. Do you sell With those coffee, here? You've no, got plenty of no. beans. Just dip them in some chocolate. I Ooh. mean, we
4: can play around later. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of beans sitting down yeah. there.
0: You know what? We do have a nice tray of pastries here that you brought from. It's actually a bakery in your, in your company, right? That's right, Gabriel's in Marietta. And I just had a very delicious. Uh, cheesecake tart with a chocolate on it. There. Oh yeah, yeah we got some goodies See, over there. See, now you know what I would seriously put a few coffee beans on top of that, and I bet that would be pretty darn yeah. good. We All may right. have to experiment here, right? We got a lot of things to experiment with. Yeah. Yeah. We do, we uh, do. We we've actually started. We did a little pregame, we drank one of our favorite coffee beers, Brian, from Carton, Carton. Brewing. Yeah, the regular coffee we had. Uh, We're currently sipping one from Arches Brewing. And, Brian, I didn't catch the name on this one. That's Southside Grind? Southside Grind, yeah. It's a coffee lager. Yeah. And and we've got one here on the table, Loving Cup from Monday Night Brewing, which I really thought that I would not like because it sounds weird, but it is a white mocha milkshake IPA. Look at that. Okay. Right? So it sounds absolutely crazy. It It does. does sound crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a pretty intense thing, and uh, yeah, it's a surprising thing. But it's surprising. I was surprised how much I liked that one, so I'm looking forward to getting back into that. Adam, how's your week been going, man? What's new and exciting? Well, you know, the sun's shining here in Kennesaw it for is. the first time in yes. a while. Uh, you know, things are going good, man. We're uh, Things
4: are moving along despite what the world might be doing around us. We're having a good time here in Kennesaw.
0: Got to do what you can.
5: That's right. Yeah. Jason, exciting week for you? Uh, it's always an exciting week always, for me. Always, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, just follow along and do what you can. Huh? There, there's always coffee to roast. Yeah, good stuff. Jason's it responsible. Great in here.
4: Yeah, he's responsible for making the entire city of Kennesaw smell like coffee multiple times every, every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should be thanking That's you for you that. I it.
5: hope they do. Yeah, the police have shown up once already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to thank you or for some other reason? Yeah, they thought the building was on fire. Oh, it's like, no, we're just roasting coffee. <laughs> the Willy Wonka of Kennesaw.
3: So I've never roasted coffee myself, but I assume it's a pretty pungent
5: aroma when you get to get it going, right? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Okay. Like, right. I mean people make comments all the time about how wonderful it smells outside and it draws them to the building. And then once they're inside, they can't stop talking about how wonderful it smells inside. Okay. Yeah. Do you
3: guys sell uh, air fresheners? You need some of like that intense coffee air freshener thing going on. Just dunk it. And yeah. I'm
0: wearing it right in. now. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> you know, I, I <laughs> found Cologne, a, I think alone, a lot of people like our uh, sound guy, no Mike, Nate, he loves the smell of coffee, but does not like the taste. You see that. And I've seen a handful of people that are like that. They're like, they they absolutely love it. I did, in a previous life, I worked uh, with an inventory service. And when we would do the grocery stores, we'd go down the coffee aisle, and there were a few people there that's like, man, I always love doing the inventory on the coffee aisle because it smells so good. Mm -hmm. But coffee is just nasty. And I'm like, you're so wrong. So... Horribly wrong. I don't
3: call those things people. Don't I don't people? I don't know if they qualify yeah. as people. You don't like coffee? They came around wrong coffee wrong. Somebody handed them a cup from... Genetically different? Have. Possibly inferior? I don't know. I don't know what they inferior. are. Subspecies of some kind? I don't know. I don't know what the Listen, category is.
0: Brian is really on a roll today. He's harsh today. Man. I am. You on start my... talking bad. <laughs> I don't see him getting this upset when people talk bad about beer. Yeah, so that's right. I think we're seeing where his first love is. I mean, is this here. is
3: primary. I mean, I don't understand it at all. I think we evolved together, coffee and people. Like,
0: Is this a love affair, Brian? Are
3: we seeing? It's a passion. It's a lifestyle. It's okay. everything, Tim. Yeah. Good stuff. So we're in the right thing.
1: Tim, let's, uh, let's get into the beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by The Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Well,
0: Brian, as always, we've just got a crazy list to be I think actually this week's list may be even crazier, you know? Yes. And I want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring this segment. We really appreciate that. They've got their anniversary. You've got your anniversary coming up. A week from today. A week from today. And as we've said a few times on the show, we're going to have some whole smoked alligator there. Is that correct? Yeah. So that's going to be a good time. So
4: Gator, actually going to have some live music for the first time in a while. I thought you were about to say live Gators, and I was like, I'm kind of excited about that, too. (laughs) We're going to feed them coffee first. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Good times, good times.
0: Well, on the beer list, we've already mentioned a couple. I've got too many to mention here, but a couple others we're going to get into. We have some 2017 founders, KBS, 2020 founder CBS. We have Allegash Barrel and Bean. One that we've just cracked into is the Monday Night Loving Cup that IPA. One I'm really excited for our friends at Ironmonger and our friends here at Apotheos have collaborated on a beer. Uh, It's not named yet, but we've come up with a couple names. It's their Me Six Porter Mm -hmm. with Apotheos coffee. Right, and it's either going to be Coffee Me Six or Brian said Me Six Coffee. Coffee. I mean, that's very
3: primal. Exactly. It has to be that. And it we're just always scratching has to the be. surface yeah. what we get can into do that. That, Right. Yeah, yeah. And then
0: carried over from last week's show, we have some of Microphone, some of their yep. Smells Like Bean Spirit, a little Duclos Sweet Baby Java, and many, many other beers to get into. So we're going to have no shortage of caffeine in our systems today brian
3: i'm just gonna be vibrating so hard as the go, building go. is gonna shake yeah remember
0: uh beavis and butthead yes. when he <laughs> went cornholio mode i'm gonna be full cornholio yeah mm-hmm. good stuff well brian what's happening this week in the news what's in the news the beer guys have the scoop
1: extra, extra, about it. time for
0: headlines
3: all right so i don't follow coffee news that closely but this week i saw an article about a, a high percentage of of uh, Hawaiian competition-winning coffee lots using controlled fermentation as part of their post-production process, which I assume means that it, uh, it took place while the beans were still in the cherries. From what I read, the fermentation was actually done by yeast that typically ferments wine, and those varieties were chosen to enhance the acidity and fruit flavors of the coffee beans, which kind of sounds like my jam in terms of coffee. I honestly don't know enough about coffee production to know if what I read was like a very serious article or more of a, an advertisement for their coffee c- because they were selling some coffee. Coffee, but uh, I'm intrigued at the idea of fermenting coffee beans it is part of the process. Do you guys, is that something you guys have looked into at all or know uh, anything about? Or
5: We actually uh, have one uh, bean in stock right now that is a fermented bean, Monsoon Malabar. Okay. Yeah. So That's,
3: so it, it is the cherries themselves that are, are fermented with,
5: with some yeast that like naturally occurring or? No, this specific bean is done after the, uh, pulp is taken off the uh, cherry itself so um, they basically laid it in a big sandbox during the monsoon season and let it ferment just in, up until the point of right before it starts to mold and then they wash it off and they end up with a product that tastes really good
3: well that sounds yeah. exciting okay Moving on, mo- he's doing it again, folks. The man, the myth, the legend, Del Hall is going on a beer-only diet for Lent again this year. This is his third year in a row of doing it, and I think I have lovingly mentioned it every single time in the news segment that he has done it. This year, one of the goals is to raise money for local businesses affected by the pandemic, though uh, through his Sergeant Dell's Virtual Tip Jar GoFundMe account. His other goal, if you can believe it, is to lose weight and lower his cholesterol, which he has succeeded in doing every single time he's done this. I should mention that Dell is the co-owner of 16 Lots Brewery in Mason, Ohio. And so drinking beer charitably all day long while losing weight. This is real men of genius material, Tim. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. It sounds gimmicky. It sounds like just a a lie is what it sounds like. It does sound like a lie, but it's been so widely reported. And people, I think they're watching him closely to make sure he doesn't eat. And you know what? You can do it. Monks used to do this, actually. Yeah. 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 You should try that one year, Brian. (laughs) I like the idea. I'm not sure I could pull that off. I know I might be, I might be murdered at home and I'm not sure what the, the job situation (laughs) would look like with that. So, uh, So big changes in big beer. Heineken is cutting 8,000 jobs as part of their plan to, quote, move beyond beer. According to their recent uh, earnings statement, they are looking to reduce their total global workforce by 10% in an uh, attempt to save $2.4 billion in this year as they go over a two-year overhaul process to get into. They're really moving towards... Non-alcoholic beers and hard celsius because of all they had a lot of losses in the past year and the thing that really took off for them was the non-alcoholic the Heineken 0.0. 0. zero it's the zero. one thing that did well for them in the past year
0: man the eight thousand jobs that's a lot of jobs to cut that's,
3: yeah that's, that's, that's oh, a big yeah. cut there Absolutely. and the fact that they are moving beyond beer Heineken is a beer company Wonder you how think, many people are left
0: yeah well there's going to be a, yeah three people three. there's yeah. going to
3: be a considerable amount they are
0: very large yeah you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show we do need to take a break but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Apotheos Roaster.
3: Craft beer deserves craft glass. Thick Boys Glass has curated an online collective of glass artisans around the USA to bring you hand-blown beer glassware. These unique glasses are stylish and durable and have plenty of room to hold a tall boy of your favorite beer. Use code BEERGUYS at THICKBOYSGLASS.COM to get 15% off your order. THICKBOYSGLASS, that's
0: T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I-S GLASS.COM. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 17 unique craft beverage makers. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism and Fireside Natural Gas, bring you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations to get your Brew Pass Passport and sample the featured brews. Make sure to get your Brew Pass stamped and cast your vote for your favorites and a chance to win sweet prizes all month long. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com.
1: the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer
3: guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to coffee and beer with apotheos
0: Mr. Dell Hughes has joined us here at the table. Uh, Dell, you are the chief dreamer of Everyday People Group, correct? Absolutely. It's what I do all day. Man, that sounds like a great title. Sounds like a great job. Just think about it drink coffee, walk down to the nest, drink a little beer, and dream. Have some barbecue, maybe some nachos and a coffee beer. Smoked yeah, chicken a, egg this rolls. This sounds like a racket, if you ask me. It kind of doesn't it sound does. like work as much.
2: Don't tell my wife, okay? Okay,
0: we'll keep it silent. But Dell, you joined us. We want to talk a little bit about the history of coffee, kind of the origins of coffee itself as well as cold brew, how that kind of came in. So
2: how did us drinking coffee get started? You got to go back to 850 AD and there's a guy named Caldy. He's a goat herder and he's sending out there and he's watching his goats and they start dancing and he's like, man, what's up with my goats? They're having a good day. He's like, what are they doing? He watches them. They're overeating some berries off these bushes. He says, what is it with these berries that are making my goats so happy? So he goes down to the monastery and he tells the monks, he says, hey, Y'all know anything about these berries over here on these bushes that my goats are eating? They're making them dance. So, obviously, dancing goats, coffee in Atlanta, quality right. coffee, yeah. all of these. So, the monks say, hey, this is of the devil. You don't need to be dealing with this. They take the coffee beans, they throw them into the fire. Guess what happens? They're, they're roasting roasted. coffee, man. <laughs> yeah, they're roasting yeah. coffee. And yeah. this the smell is there. And they're like, whoa, this smell is pretty good. Let's see what it tastes like. So they start drinking it, and they say, you know what, we like this. And actually they realize the caffeine effect at that point, and that's keeping them awake. Well, what's it keeping them awake for? Because when you fall asleep, when you do the prayers all night, right? That's the key. So now they can do their prayers, and they can stay awake. So how this takes off now, and it's going through the peninsula, the Arabian Peninsula, because it started in Ethiopia. So the next thing we know, it's in Mecca. And as all the pilgrims are going to Mecca, they start drinking this, and all of a sudden you start having coffee houses, which become social clubs, a lot like our beer taverns now. And in these social clubs, they're drinking coffee, they're having music, they're playing chess. They're in enlightenment clubs. They're called schools of wisdom. Everybody wired up there. Wired up and espousing their views. Chief dreamers. So just think that's of a, it, a coffee house chief dreamers, with a bunch that's right? chief dreamers.
3: That's why they came up with all the advanced mathematics. Calculus or what was the thing? I, I thought you were going to say it algebra. The you're one, the one yes. that went this way. D-
2: <laughs> algebra, Because all of they were it.
3: sitting in coffee shops and suddenly they're thinking math and they're all wired up. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Coffee probably is why we know math now. That's my
2: guess. I might is that like what you were going to say? Now. I, was <laughs> <Right? absolutely, laughs> I was absolutely going to say that. So okay. what do you think happens next? The Europeans show up. Like, what is this? Let's take it back. So, it hits Europe, especially in the Dutch, Scandinavian countries, and all of a sudden they have what's known as penny universities. You know what a penny university is? No, definitely not the universities we have today. They're a lot right. more no, than a penny. Yeah. No, no, they don't even have to bail you out on the loans at right. these. But they have these penny universities, which are their coffee houses, their social clubs, because a cup of coffee costs a penny. And let me tell you, too, they've gone through errors as they create these coffee clubs, and it happened in Istanbul, Constantinople, it happened in Mecca, where, because there's so many enlightened people in these coffee houses, they become revolutionaries, and they create things that the people in power don't like. So you go through periods where coffee houses are banned. We hit Europe, we have the penny universities, we go through periods where they're banned, but all of a sudden, it's spreading through Europe, and they're being banned and then sometimes they're not being banned so they decide we're gonna make this a religious issue they coffee tell, becomes a religious issue comes huh? a religious issue okay and they go and they tell pope clementine this stuff is bad you got to issue an edict that we can't drink it anymore well, the other thing, too, probably some of the beer guys were involved, and here's why I sure. want to tell you that. Because by this point, coffee has replaced beer and wine as your breakfast drink. Okay. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you stay a little bit sharper with the caffeine. You're more productive during the day. So probably the beer and wine guys are, you know, in the ear of the Pope. And they tell the Pope, you got to ban coffee. you got to say that this can't be the drink anymore. So the Pope says, well, before I ban something, i got to drink it. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. He drinks it. He loves it. He says, we are not banning this. This is a great drink. So all of a sudden, it's getting on the ships. It comes into the colonies. The colonies love it, but... We love tea more than we love coffee. That's what I was going to say. We love tea more than we love coffee, so we won't replace it until, guess what happens? Boston Tea Party, maybe? Yeah, man. That was it. Boston Tea Party. So all of a sudden, it's unpatriotic to drink tea. So what are we going to drink? We're drinking coffee. So guess what? Coffee becomes the, the drink of the mornings in the colonies. So now the Dutch traders are going all over the world. They're taking coffee with them. They love it. It ends up in Japan. Okay, And in Japan, because that's such a long trip from the Dutch and the Scandinavian countries, they had to figure out how to make a concentrate to get it there because you don't want to be roasting this on your ship. You'll burn the ship down right, while you're out in the ocean. Idea, huh? <laughs> so you got these concentrates. Well, they get over to the Kyoto region of Japan, and the Japanese say, and this is about 1640 in the 1600s, they say, hey, here's a cold method to brew this. And with a cold method as opposed to a hot method, you can— reduce the amount of release of the amino acids or the fatty acids. So like, as I drink this coffee right now with you that I have, this is a hot brew method. There's a little more amino acid, fatty acid released in it, which creates the acidity, which creates what you call the bite. But with that cold brew, I can reduce that because it's not releasing those fatty acids. So the bite's not there, the acidity's not there. And the other difference between that cold brew drink and this hot is this is a thirteen parts coffee, one part water. That cold brew is a one part water, one part coffee. Or some people, when they don't do it right, do it at a four to one. And that's a shout out to my friends at Starbucks. Okay, but <laughs> so it one to one is the right. Is one a good to one, one is what brew. you got to do. Okay. You got to hit it there. You get that robust flavor. But you're going to get a lot more caffeine because now you're not diluting it the water. Think good whiskeys, think good alcoholic drinks where you're not diluting. Now, if
0: I do cold brew like a concentrate like that and I want to turn it into a hot cup in the morning. How long will that keep? Like if I do a cold brew concentrate and keep it in my refrigerator, how long can I keep that and still keep it tasting good?
2: You're not sealed on that, so I don't know the perfect answer. But ours in that sealed can right there, I feel comfortable up to 180 days. I want you to drink it in that 90, but I feel very comfortable. We will typically, you can see there's a Best Buy on here. We'll typically throw down a 90-day Best Buy. From the date we have brewed it and canned it, we also put nitrogen in it, which gives that creamy head that you might have noticed when you mixed it with beer a little while ago. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw you mix it with whiskey, but that's okay. Some people like that. <laughs> well, I do what actually, you got to
3: do.
0: He's—I'm <laughs> not going to
3: deny—he's one tenth Irish. That. Yeah. So exactly. that's it, yeah, that's the, That's the—that's the tenth that's here right now. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I know cold brew is a popular way of putting coffee in beers as well. So some—some some will do a cold brew concentrate and add it like that. Some of the brewers kind of cold brew directly in the beer. You know, whether they take the whole beans or they crack the beans. We talked to one brewer recently that puts it and basically recirculates over the coffee beans until they get the desired, you know, flavor that they want there. But Adam, I know you were saying that you talked to us, some other brewers that may just add, you know, regular brewed coffee or whatever. There's, a large variety of different ways to add it into your beer, right?
4: Yeah, a lot of brewers struggle with the coffee overpowering all the other flavors in there. I mean, it's yeah. it, coffee is a very potent flavor. Um, so some of them do like to just take take our liquid coffee and just add it towards the just end of their process right just to get a little bit of hint of coffee at the end there. I don't know much about the cracking process. I'd love to hear more about that.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I heard some say they just, you know, rather than a full grind, they just kind of open the beans up, basically. Yeah. And we yeah. talked, if you heard our show last week with Microphone Brewing, we talked to them about the proper roasting technique because beer can get a green pepper note in it from coffee. Sure. And so, you know, he's talking about how he has the beans roasted, got to him right away. He grinds them. what do he say? 10 minutes or less before it's going into the beer. Something like that. Because yeah. he wants to make sure it gets in there fresh, make sure you extract at the right temperature. Kind of like you were talking about Dale to, you know, to keep some of those different compounds down. But, uh, I like a beer that's got a bold coffee note in it. I do as well, but I don't like bitterness in coffee. Right. so okay. I want smooth, really deep, really rich, but smooth. Coffee's not supposed to be bitter. Yeah, uh, it's see not that. To be. And, and I personally am not a fan of acidic coffees either. I kind know? of so. like them though. Well, you can't get some of your brighter, fruitier flavors
3: in some cases it's without coffee. a certain it's amount. Not supposed to taste like fruit, but Brian. it can. It can be wonderful. I'm at a table with people who do not like light roast this much enough, so I'm outnumbered at this point. But any you coffee gets some
0: great flavor out of it. If anything is described as bright, acidic, floral, fruity on a coffee bag, I'm going to move on to the next bag of coffee. It depends on the other
3: flavor descriptors. I've found some that I think are just cop-outs for, well, this isn't actually a very good coffee. And some of them are like, oh, that one will probably be good.
0: I think Dell was telling us earlier that light roasts are actually for children and babies and infants. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that I right, I absolutely Dale? was telling you that. Yeah, yeah that's you know. what I thought.
3: You yeah. got to go yeah. robust. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy the other roast levels. And I am a sucker for any roast level that delivers me a nice, like, berry flavor. I love a berry flavor in coffee, which is not something people usually think about. But, uh,
0: yeah. Good stuff. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break. But we'll be back very soon with more from Apotheos Roastery.
3: Looking for a great craft beer to enjoy at home? Get your beer to go at The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. Choose from their 48 taps to enjoy there with some tasty barbecue and take some home with you for later. Grab a crispy pilsner, a nice tart sour, or a bold stout to sit by the fire. Just bring your growler in and choose a favorite or two to take with you. It's our beer, your growler, at The Nest for your brews to go. Check out the beer and food menus before you visit at thenestcannisaw.com.
4: Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, poppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in
1: craft beer. beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show shake it back
3: welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wqee 99 rock the key in noonan georgia catch beer guys radio on wqee every saturday at 10 a.m now let's get back to coffee 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 beer 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 with apotheos
0: That's a heck of a name, Brian. That's exactly what this show is called. Do you add a coffee to it each segment after you've had more coffee? I'm thinking I might do that. That might happen. Well, guys, we've talked some about the history of coffee, and uh, now we want to talk kind of the flavors in coffee, styles of beer that that pairs well with, and why. You know, kind of looking at that. So, Jason, coffee, you can get a lot of flavors in it, like we were talking earlier about bright, acidic, you know, darken that. Does the roast change the flavor? Absolutely,
5: absolutely, absolutely. So when you're dealing with, uh, say, a medium roast, flavors that tend to come out more in a medium roast would be floral, nutty, fruity. And then whenever you move into the darker realms, some fruit notes will transition over, but you're looking at more earth notes. They're present in those coffees. More molasses. Okay. Smokiness too at that level. Is that kind of a darker roast thing? Some yes, but. Or uh, is that
3: a bad sign? Does that mean they just they over-roasted the coffee?
5: There's some different reasons behind that. It it could be that maybe the airflow out of the roaster wasn't appropriate. And it was an inappropriate airflow. Inappropriate inappropriate (laughs) airflow.
0: You know what? That brings in to me personally, Starbucks coffee always tastes burnt. And I'm not a fan. I know they're huge; people absolutely love them. Is that popular? I mean, are they? What's your opinion, Jason? Are they going too far with the roast? Is that just their style? It
5: is definitely part of their style. And I think that, as far as Starbucks is concerned, they've created a brand for themselves right. with the way that they're. There's not a single person that I haven't talked to about Starbucks that doesn't make the correlation that that is Starbucks. So, is it right or wrong? I don't necessarily.
0: I have found out that if you get it in something like a a latte or a cappuccino and that... And maybe that's the point. Maybe they're brewing to you know at least an americano or something like that. You know, coffee to flavored sugar water is that what you're yes, talking about? Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> triple shot, no foam. If you put enough
3: whipped cream into it, like a ratio of forty to one, it's right. It actually is, doesn't taste burnt at all. Mm. So is that is is that smoky burnt flavor? Does that have more to do with like the is that the region of coffee or is that really just the process to get it to that point?
5: Considering I don't really know the their process for how they're actually okay. roasting the coffee. I can't speak in specifics, but I can make some guesses. And I would probably say a lot of it has to do with their overall roasting process. Okay. Probably not so much to do with the actual beans that they're using. Because
3: I'd I'd heard back in the day, back early coffee days for me, that there were some beans that were known for like having smoking quality. And I'm I'm thinking maybe that was just how they roasted that particular bean. I thought it was regional though for a while, but you're saying not really. Not in my experience. Okay. Okay. All right. No, fair enough. Again, that's probably going back to the 90s where everything was very starbucks and very heavily roasted. Everything was dark roast.
5: Yeah. So, whenever we talk about dark roast here at Apotheos, you know, our standard for doing dark roast is we like to take it right to the point before the oils start to extract to the outside of the bean. So, Starbucks is way past the point of that. Oh, yes, um, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, their, their beans are super oily. We don't like our dark roast to be super oily. So, that's the, the smokiness is coming from burning off the oils and that mixes oh. into the bean. Okay. So, and if you don't have a proper airflow and you're not pulling that out, you end up with a not so clean tasting cup. He's being so,
0: so democratic here in the way he's talking about this. Diplomatic. So. I think diplomatic, mean, diplomatic and possibly right. democratic. We're or, all yeah, voting on Republican, this later. democratic, yeah, whatever. Exactly. We love everybody. <laughs> so when looking at that, we talk some about the beer styles that are favorable to having coffee added to them and really as we've seen here we've we're currently drinking an Allagash Barrel and Bean which is a Belgian triple with coffee in there aged
4: on coffee beans
0: aged yep. on coffee beans we've had a cream ale mm-hmm. uh, we've of course done a porter uh, we had the the ironmonger apotheos collaboration the uh, coffee me6 or me6 coffee which is really good uh, founders of course does a lot a breakfast stout I think when people think coffee and beer, that's probably one of the first ones that comes to mind. Even an IPA, which, like I said, I did not expect to like that and ended up really liking it. Brian, I'll ask you, man. Is there a style that you tried, since you're the coffee junkie, that you think just as a blanket statement does not work well with coffee?
3: So I would have said at one point in time IPAs because I, for a long time, didn't have a good one. I think Monday night did Bedhead back in the day, and that was the first time it worked out well. And the one we had that was a milkshake coffee IPA it worked out really well. I've had only a few coffee saisons. I've yet to have one that I really enjoyed. It seems interesting to me. It seems like that's something that should be able to be worked out, but I've yet to see anybody do that. And I'm going to just say that if it's got pumpkin in it, I'm not interested anyway. So that may work or may not work, but I'm not going to be drinking a pumpkin latte beer.
0: Orpheus Brewing here in Atlanta did a coffee sour. Oh, yeah. And that one I know from hearing people talk about it online. It was... uh, the house was divided. You know, a lot of people are like, hey, I really like that. But the people that didn't like it very strongly did not like it. That's the problem with something bold. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and a coffee sour, you know, you think about that. That's something that you know, interesting. That. I mean, you know, the coffee bean is going
4: to be such a good, you know, traveler of any other flavor you want to add to it. But most people are going to think chocolate, think, you know, that dark, rich stuff. So you see the porters, you see the stouts. But mm-hmm. what we're looking mm-hmm. for is the summertime coffee drink.
0: Summertime like, Summertime coffee,
4: coffee drink. beer drink.
0: What, you know what? Is a summertime coffee beer to you.
4: You know, I'm actually pretty impressed with how this Meeseeks Porter did with the Adventurer and how, how light of a drink it made it and still had a nice, bold coffee flavor. Um, I think there was work to be done on the Saison route. I, I think that's okay. what we're going to see right. soon is some sort of coffee Saison. It's got a coffee flavor and that lightness, that sort of crushability that some of the Saisons have. That's what I want to see, at least. We'll okay. see what happens.
0: You know, one that I don't think we have represented today is a coffee brown ale. I think brown ales, as a generality, are not that exciting on their own. But they're a great canvas to bring other flavors in there, to bring a vanilla brown ale, sure. a coffee brown ale. Brian, we did a hazelnut brown ale one time when we were home brewing. It was really, really nice. It and it a coconut. Really good.
3: And a coconut, yeah. But
0: coffee brown ales can be really nice.
3: Actually, we do. I think I've got an old bottle of Frangelic Mountain Brown. Okay.
0: We do have one. I
3: hoard all of the coffee beers that I I come across, (laughs) and that one I especially love. When we had uh, Cosmickey on the show, I was asking him specifically when we would see that again, and he delivered shortly thereafter. I'm going to take credit. I'm taking credit for that coming back for the time that it did. So that was wonderful. And I agree with you. Brown is – it really makes a lot of sense. I think Porter – or people think Stout – I'm surprised people don't automatically go to Brown. Brown seems like that's the perfect canvas for beer. Yeah, for coffee. For coffee, Exactly.
0: And Jason, let's talk some about roasting coffee. We've kind of talked about kind of what becomes of that, but what's the process for roasting a coffee? And do you make different decisions based on the coffee that you're using as to how you're going to roast that?
5: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Every green bean has their own innate uh, flavor profile. And... My job as the roaster is to know what those potential flavor notes are and then through the roasting process create a profile that extracts uh, some of those flavors out from the bean. And if I can do that, then job well done. Do you know beans well enough now to where it's uh, is it still trial and
0: error? Let's say you get a new bean in. You're like, well, I think this is going to be good roasted like this. Do you always
5: hit it there? Is, is um, there a formula? It's- So we do have a method for how we roast coffee, and that's what makes our coffee taste the way that it does. I was taught by my boss, Doug Bond, on how to roast through an apprenticeship-style teaching, and uh, I would call it educated guess. Okay. So Sure. That's a, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: It's similar to other beans you've had. How long I'm out of curiosity because I've never actually done it myself.
5: How long does it take to roast a
3: batch of coffee?
5: Mm, it depends on what you're roasting, but we can say somewhere around like 13 and a half minutes. Oh, really? Oh, it's that's really a lot fast, fast, I, I, okay. I figured
3: this was like a slow and low for a long time.
5: No, that's know? barbecue.
4: That's the other bill.
5: Oh, okay.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried slow roasting coffee beans? I'm just saying, you know. Oh, Take weird. you some down there to the nest and put them on the smoker. See what you come We've up with. We've
4: certainly used it in a rub before.
0: Okay. Coffee rub. That does make that a lot of good. sense. For the barbecue or just like maybe at home on a Saturday? Those were pork chops. Really <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Why that not both, good. Tim? Why not? That's right. Do what you want to do there. Absolutely.
3: I don't know if we've got time for it just yet, but I really want to get into what you can do with the coffee before you roast it, if anything, that you might be good doing. Good question. Yeah, a
0: little tinkering with it that you might be able to do before you put that in the, at the roaster. Well, Brian, that'll be a tease for our next yeah. segment. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit. All right we do need to take a break you listen to the beer guys radio show we'll be back with more from apotheos roastery right after this it's brian and tim the beer guys if you're like us no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer which is why truck and tap in downtown woodstock alpharetta and duluth
3: are always on our list Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. TruckandTap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you.
1: the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast now back to the beer guys radio show
3: welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to coffee and beer with
0: apotheos so Jason, as we went out of the last segment, Brian had a question that we had to hold off here. So, mm-hmm. Brian, I believe mm-hmm. you'd asked: Is there anything you can do to the green coffee beans prior to roasting? Yeah, any kind Correct?
3: of interesting tricks you can do, and uh, I'll just leave that open ended and see see where it
5: goes from there. So, what say you? Fermentation is popular. Also, uh, I think we were talking about over our break Barrel, barrel, barrel yeah. age. That's something that we've uh, talked about experimenting with with our cold brew. Typically, most of the coffees that we do get are we they need to be able to. Uh, be, uh, pulled in year round. So we typically don't get super extravagant, uh, processed coffees that are only out there seasonally just because we need to be able to provide on a, uh, yearly scale to all of our customers, the same sure. product. So you need some consistency. Now with that
0: question though, we know in beer, small batch one-offs and all of that are popular. Is that the same for coffee or are people more dedicated to a specific coffee
5: yeah i mean everybody always has their favorite right sure uh, i'm sure you guys have a coffee that you remember this nostalgic that just you're like man that's the best coffee I ever had and every time you think about it it's it's awesome that's what we're trying to provide okay. for our customers through our branding so okay
0: mm-hmm. and that and speaking of that talking about uh, apotheos roastery so again thanks for hosting us adam we really appreciate it good time here I don't think I've had this much caffeine in my system in a long this time. This the last time you hung out with me. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we'll make it happen. But you guys actually do a subscription service now, is that correct? We
4: do. And, you know, there, there's a lot of crossover here between the craft beer community and the craft coffee community. And, and we, we like to have a lot of fun here with what's new out there. We have the Alchemy Series, which is only available through our subscription service. Uh, that's at uh, apotheosroastery.com. And uh, you get access to our fun and exciting new, new roasts before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a great way to make sure you never run out of coffee as well. Okay. we'll have it so there are new delivered.
0: things. It's not just we do these four roasts. You do have new stuff through your Alchemy
5: series. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, cool. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. But our flagship coffees that are here year-round. Flagship. It's uh,
0: flagship February, so <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> is that a real that, thing? Flagship.
3: Another thing that we actually talked a little bit about in the break and I, th- I thought was fascinating because I've heard about it, but I didn't know this about it, Kopi Luwak. People that, uh, the, the civet cat, the cat crap coffee. What is the deal with that? And I've seen that in beer too. And they make a big deal about it. It's very expensive. What's the story behind that? Is this that? a beer
4: guy's radio first to talk about? Kopi Luwak?
3: Yeah. yeah cat, you know, it's not. Yeah. We have yeah. talked Kopi Luwak before. We I sure think we have, have yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, wow. But let's dive into But yeah. I think we may have new information here. Uh, That's what I'm hearing. That's what yeah. I'm hearing.
5: That specific animal is really good at its sense of smell when it comes to picking out the ripest bean is far superior to anything us humans can do. So it picks all of the ripest fruits, so everything that comes out of that animal is then used to brew what is considered the most superior cup.
0: Okay, because
5: I know that the rumor, and I think it's been in movies
0: and stuff before, they talk about the digestive enzymes playing in. That's BS, right? It's all about bean selection here. Bean selection is everything. How desperate do you have to be for a cup of coffee to decide to pick it up out of a pile of cat. Could they have not just gone to the plant that the civet was eating from? Do you think you would have discovered
5: Kopi Luwak if you were in that (laughs) position? I can't say that I uh, source my beans based on animals passing it through their digestive right. system. <laughs> right. That wasn't as
3: strong of
4: a no as I thought it would have been.
0: Right,
3: yeah. That's, that's yeah. a tentative. Probably not, but maybe <laughs>
0: depends but, on what other coffee was available. I Adam. can
3: <laughs> I can tell you my theory is I've already got a theory about this how it happened. It's it happens in Indonesia. There's a lot of very poor people in Indonesia and I'm, they probably enjoy coffee and they realize that, wow, these cats leave behind a lot of coffee and if you brush it off a bit, roast it up, it's basically free coffee. What they didn't realize is they were getting into something that was going to be a marketing you know, dynamite and, and it up being very expensive coffee. So that's my theory. My theory is, is poor people found it and it was an economic thing and they got marketing behind it. That's what I'm going with.
0: Marketing counts for a lot. Yeah. It's like, is it diamonds? Like there's really... Diamonds really are not rare at all, but it right. was was it De Beers? I think that's what I've heard. That's a, and this two month salary thing. Who came up with that? What a terrible idea! <laughs> no kidding. So we yeah. all over with this. Right. <laughs> but
3: yeah, I disagree with that. Also, two months, too much. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's uh, you know, they saw what was happening. It's so exotic. It's such a weird thing, and it's drinkable. And the people who tried it, I'm like, it actually drinks well as coffee. And I think we were hearing this. The, the green coffee is basically indestructible, right? How long can you hang on to coffee before you roast it? over a year wow
0: and that's yeah. crazy i've been told indefinitely is that not true that that pretty much that a green bean will key if you have it sealed up and put away until you roast it it'll it's shelf stable is it's hard correct? to prove the indefinitely part right mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. i've i we need to find some beans like in king Tut's tomb or something and, and try and
5: roast those up huh Yeah, well, when I get to the end of my life, I'll let you know. Yeah, you're not holding them 10 years at Apotheos before you roast them, right? No, 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 no. Maybe a couple weeks tops.
0: We've talked some about coffee prep and how we go that in beers. Uh, Today, we've drank some that was just a hot brew method. Do you have what you consider your favorite or the best method to get the best flavor out of a coffee when you brew it?
5: When you brew it? Well, I'm team French press. Okay. So a lot of people do not uh, share that sentiment. The standard now is people are more into pour over coffee but I will always be team French press.
0: Okay. I have an AeroPress that I use. I'm old. so sorry. That's Not a fan of the AeroPress, huh? Okay. All right. Fair enough, If man. you do Take it shots right, I'm,
3: I'm a fan of that. I think that uh, the right way to prepare the the coffee depends on the type of coffee you're trying to prepare. Like, do you ever switch it up and say, hey, this is definitely a coffee that needs to be French press, or maybe this is definitely a coffee that needs to be uh, you know poured over?
5: I do think that certain coffees speak better with different brewery methods, for sure. Me, personally, I've always been a a fan of uh, cold brew coffee. And uh, French press is a very similar brewing method to cold brew coffee. So those just resonate with me. Because it kind of boils
3: down to, is it immersion or are we like filtering through? Are we dripping through? And I've watched a few coffee videos in my time and I saw some nerds talking about how big of a difference there is in preparing the two. And I've known from my own experience with it, how different the same coffee works in different preparations so what Mm -hmm. what does a french press do that brings out the best in coffee do you think
5: well those oils that are present in the coffee stay in the coffee it's not like a pour over or you know brewed coffee where the water rinses over the grounds think of like rocks at the bottom of a waterfall
3: oh okay you're extracting a lot more when you're pouring over especially at heat
5: right I would argue less because you're oh, not less. you're you're not actually able to get those oils to stay melted in the brew. Notice, like at the end of a French press, you always have that sediment that's at the bottom. It's because you're you're keeping everything in there. The filter isn't holding anything back. So and you, you know, for those at home that uh, you can French press your beer as well. Take your stout, <laughs> yes.
0: get your stout, and seriously, there's ways. Uh, I I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, or if this was on the break, but. Get you a French press, get you a big Imperial Stout or any other beer that you want to. Throw you some coffee beans in there, ground coffee, vanilla beans, Brian. Sure. Mm -hmm. Habanero peppers. Oh, absolutely. Whatever you want to do. We did one, uh, we used uh, chips from a Jack Daniels barrel, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And In a French or- press. In a French press. Yeah. Or you with, with a stout, with an imperial stout that we'd brewed. So. And, and
3: homebrew shops have the uh, the toasted oak right. cubes, so you could use those too. Yeah. You would extract some flavor out of that. Yeah. But
0: yeah. that's yeah. a whole new level of fancy. Yeah. Right? It's a fun way to play around with getting these flavors into your beer to check out, you know, see what you like. And it uh, it works really well. Remember when Randall's?
2: Yeah. I was just thinking the cool that.
0: thing. You'd go to the bar and they would Randall over fruit or hops or different things like that. Can we call that a scandal?
3: Just because it rhymes with it and it sounds funny. I like it. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's officially a
0: scandal, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to oppose? I'm going to count a vote opposed. Yeah, I think you're the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm going to abstain. Okay, abstain. So we're undecided okay, on we're undecided. scandal there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, Apotheos Roastery, Kennesaw, Georgia. We've talked coffee and beers and coffee beers. We've tried quite a few today. I think we still actually have a few left. But, I think we're going to hang out for a but bit. We've try done a pretty more. good on getting through them, so... You've mentioned of it's a uh, Roastery dot com. That's right. That'll give you the information on that. And you have other locations besides here in Kennesaw. That's correct? right. There's a uh, there's the coffee house in Candler Park, and mm-hmm. coffee house mm-hmm. in Virginia Highlands. Mm-hmm. This is Atlanta. This correct. Atlanta. That's yeah. correct.
4: And then uh, Common Grounds Coffee Shop is being built right here in downtown Kennesaw. Okay. But come by the roastery. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday, we're we're here every every day, except we're not on the weekends. It's a lot like visiting a brewery. Do you have any yeah.
0: locations outside of Georgia right now? No, sir. Yeah. But you can get the coffee subscription anywhere. That's right. Is that right? That's right. Anywhere where you have an internet connection. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that'd be good. Check it out. So, uh, what's
4: been your favorite beer today, Adam? I think my favorite beer is yet to be open. I think it's going to be the Founders 2017 okay. KBS. Okay.
0: Looking All forward right. to that. How about yours, Jason? What's been your favorite? What was the? Uh, what was this guy? Oh, the, the, the barrel. Yeah, the yeah, on Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
3: Brian, I, mean, you I got like a that a lot. Boy, that's tough. I still probably favor the Frangelic Mountain Brown. It's nostalgic, but it's just such a great flavor. But the... the that last one that we just opened up, the Funky Buddha, the Wide Awake, It's Morning. That's good, isn't That's it? That's really tasty, yeah. too, man. It's 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 tough, man. It's a really tough thing. There really yeah. had not been a bad one.
0: What about there you, Tim? Not, yes. Did you say what your favorite one on the table Not a bad one on the table. Not anymore. Did you say what your favorite was, Tim? I think, I'll tell you what, regular coffee probably would have got that vote from me, uh, but the one we had was a little old. It was old, old. yeah. Uh, but I really like the Frangelic Mountain Brown from Founders. That, that was really nice. Sure. So good stuff. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing having us. your yeah. knowledge. We yep. really appreciate it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Social Fox Brewing. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.